Welcome to Driven in Her Purpose, where you can reignite your faith, pursue your passion, and live with intention. Hi there, I am Rosie, and I am your sister in Christ. You know, I know we all have moments, times, and even seasons in our lives where we struggle with our faith, where our passion for Christ just isn't what it used to be. Sister, you are in the right place, and you are in a safe space, because you're safe with God and in the arms of Jesus. My mission is to help you to get back that relationship with God the way it used to be, or even better, to live out that purpose, that purpose that He set out just for you, and to live with intention just like Jesus did. In this podcast, you will get encouragement for your heart through God's Word and strategies that will help you identify the lies from the truth. Welcome home, sister. Welcome back to another episode of Driven in Her Purpose. I am Rosie and I'm super happy that you can join me today. So today I'm going to talk about the power of Mm -hmm. (laughs) self-discipline. Self-discipline, self-control. Does that sound like a bad word to any of you? Are any of you just like cringing right now going, oh my gosh, oh... (laughs) Girl, don't worry, you're not alone. I have and I still do sometimes, you know, depends on my mood, right? And therefore, that's the cue, the mood, the emotion. So interesting. Last episode, I talked a lot about our emotions. I actually focused more on the emotion of trust and what I went through and what helped me heal my trust. But there were also other emotions healed as well. As I went uh, through reading this book and being a part of this group that helped me to overcome so many things that um, in my past and uh, helped me to see things in a better perspective uh, where I was seeing it in a different perspective. So oftentimes it's really about what we feel, right? That, you know, if we feel a certain way, we may not want to practice self-control at that moment or if that particular task or duty or whatever it is that we need to do um, is more challenging than others, uh, we're probably going to choose the one that's less challenging if we have that choice. So it's absolutely normal to sometimes cringe or sometimes be like, uh, you know, like, yeah, we can talk about the typical sleeping in when you're not, you know, when you shouldn't. We can talk about the typical, you know, eating that extra, you know, I don't know, 400 calories dessert versus picking the 100 calorie dessert or something like that. Like, yes, those are all examples of self-discipline and like how you can make those choices. And, and they're important. I want to get a little deep though today and I want to give examples, one main one, but another one that I actually um, went through yesterday, but one that I, the main one I want to talk about is one that I have kind of been going through for the last over 40 days. And so a couple stories here for you as I I do love to share my stories with you. I think they're just things that I love to open up about. Um, They're not easy. I know they put me out there, but I do know that this is for a much greater purpose and I I pray that my sharing of my stories and just being real with you guys, with you ladies, just will help you um, to encourage you and to know that you're not alone in this fight, you're not alone in this battle uh, and you are, you know, not obviously because God is with you, number one, but number two, because you have so many sisters around you that go through the same things. In fact, I think all of us, I'm sure all of us go through so many similar things, especially when it comes to practicing the challenges of practicing self-discipline and self-control. 
Okay, so let's let's try to not make that into a bad word into an actually a good word. <laughs> let's try to change our minds about that, what that means and what that can do for you. There there is such encouragement uh, when uh, in practicing self control. You know, I want to just start by reminding us of something important that I, I think that we always have to remember as as disciples of Jesus, why we're here, why we're here, why, you know, the fact that Jesus saved us, you know, and um, there's a couple scriptures I'll start with just as a reminder and an encouragement to your hearts. So in 1 Corinthians 5.17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come the old has gone and the new is here so you are a new creation and it doesn't matter if you've been a new creation for like 25 years or 30 years i think i'm i don't remember i lost count i think i'm getting close to 30 years personally since being baptized um, into christ and making him my lord and savior um and so i have a long time minus of course there was that time of of um you know struggle that i told you about in the first episode where I had walked away and I strayed away um, like uh, the prodigal daughter for four years. So in those times, you know, those were tough, tough times, challenging things that I've learned a lot. But since I've been uh, baptized and saved and prayer, thankfully, thankfully, I've been back for over what 12 years, I think Um, I'm here and I'm strong and I'm stronger than ever. But you know, I am still a new creation, even though I've been a, a disciple of Jesus for over 25 years. And I am I am every day a new creation. You are every day a new creation. This doesn't just happen at your point of salvation. This happens um, every single day after that, because the blood of Jesus is cleaning you. So this is what's encouraging. You know, I want to also remind us that when we were first when we first came to Christ, when we first made, when we made him Lord and we said, Jesus is Lord, that decision was the most important one. You know, um, beyond that, you know, one, probably once you came to Christ, um, one of the first things, you know, one of the first experiences you had is being excited, being, um, you know, just psyched up <laughs> about being a new creation. So everything was new, everything was beautiful and great. Uh, but over the years, you know, things may have some things may have become dull, you may have forgotten some things. Um, or you just may, um, you know, your passion may not be the same. You know, this is one of the reasons I started this, this podcast, because we all go through it, you know, and, and it may, it's not just always going to be just once, it'll be in different seasons of your life. It's not just going to be one time. You know, I think a lot of us will go through something really difficult, where we may even stray away for a while, like I did. Uh, Prayerfully, not all of us will, you know, because it's best not to do that. But but, you know, at the end of the day, we have to remember that it, it we we are a new creation. And I want to I want to remind us of this other scripture, uh, which is in Second Corinthians 514. It says, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that he died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all so that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and has raised again has been raised again and that's jesus and that's the good news right raised again he compels us we are convinced it's not just when we're you know coming out of those waters of baptism like it's it's every single day and and it's not always going to feel that way so i want to um 
you know, go in, get into uh, self-discipline here and self-control. And uh, I want to start by telling you a story about um, what what happened um, in the last over 40 days with me, something that required a lot of self-control. But then I realized it wasn't just self-control. Yes, it was self-control for sure. But there was a higher reason for why I did what I did and, and the higher reason that kept me doing what I was doing. So for a long time now, I've had uh, issues with my stomach. I There's certain things that I would eat and... And I, you know, sometimes I'd feel, most of the times I'd feel okay, but then there are other things that made me feel like a lot of pain. I went to my specialist. I did all that. I got some medication for for that, all that. You know, I did a test, all of that, right? Um, and so I would rely on the medication for when it would happen. And eventually I knew there were a couple things. I would watch what I was eating and I'm like, okay, this irritates me, that irritates me. But at the end of the day, I didn't really know all the things that irritated me. And so it could have been a combination of a lot of things. So I really got to a point where I was just sick of feeling this pain. The pain was so sharp. Sometimes it was so sharp, like knives in my stomach, that I just wanted to just lay down and not move. And I just said, enough is enough. I got to find out. I got to do something about this. Well, I met this amazing woman. She was on my um, podcast for, I believe, season through season two, yes, a while back. And um, I just was like, you know, I got to try her program. It looks like it's amazing. So anyway, I did that. I reached out. Uh, finally got some health coaching, which um, I never thought I would get. <laughs> you know, you think you just rely on doctors. Um, health coaches can be amazing, um, of course, if you get the right ones. But um, so what she did, she said, we're going to do a health. So basically, it, it was a gut healing and reset. Okay, so first of all, I had to heal my, my gut. All right. I had to heal it because there was uh, from what I told her and the journaling and all the stuff that we did. There's a whole bunch of stuff you do to make sure that they diagnose you correctly. Diagnose. And I say that lightly because they're not doctors, but so that they figure out what the problem could be. And at the end of the day, it's really about journaling and, and taking in and observing and things like that. But so um, so they she says, you know what, you, we have to heal and reset your gut first. And that's going to take over 40 days to do uh, with all the antibiotics I've taken with uh, with all the medications in the past with all the bad food that irritates my stomach. Uh, my gut was my li my lining was already getting she's like, it's, it's most likely damaged. So I'll say, Okay, let's do this. We're going to do this. So it's called an elimination food plan. And so to make the long story short, each week you start eliminating some things. Okay, so I'm going to tell y'all right now that when I go through some of these lists, you're going to probably cringe because you're if you didn't if you haven't done this and experienced this, you're probably going to be like I could never do that because that's that was my that was my mindset at first like, "Oh my gosh, are you serious? I have to get rid of like what do I eat? Seriously? Like what <laughs> Am I supposed to just drink water? You know, that was my attitude at first. I didn't tell her that, but <laughs> I did tell her I wanted to have a good attitude. That was my goal. Um, so I had to like, you know, I had to make sure to reset my attitude. But anyway, I had to start getting rid of things like uh, sugar. <laughs> oh, gosh, I love sugar. My goodness. Um, any added sweeteners, even fruit juice. Um, okay, so then I had to get rid of caffeine. My goodness, I love my coffee in the morning. I love that caffeine that wakes me up, especially if I don't have nights that I sleep very well had to get rid of corn and gluten I love my tortilla chips guys I had to get rid of dairy which I already knew some dairy was bad for me so that wasn't a big deal because I was already off a lot of dairy but when you said when when I had to get rid of my like my cheese because I love cheese oh my gosh that was going to be a struggle right um alcohol white potatoes all grains okay this was the this was the thing I'm like wait 
no grains what am i supposed to eat like how am i supposed to feel in any way full or satisfied so <laughs> so eggs tomatoes legumes shellfish red meat fruit okay i already knew red meat was bad for me so i i had gotten rid of that so i already knew dairy some dairy and and red meat was bad for me i hadn't eaten red meat in a long time but when you told me that on that last couple of weeks i had to get rid of fruit like my only saving grace for sugar I was really having an attitude. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. But you know what? I'm going to tell you what helped me. First, yes, I, I remember, I just kept remembering the pain I would feel, right? Am I, do I really want to keep having this pain? A am I really wanting to live like this for the rest of my life? Am I wanting to rely on medication? No, of course not. But even when there were times where I'm like, oh, whatever, dude, I'll just rely on the medication. I don't care. This is really hard. You know what? I had to go back. I had to pray a lot and I had to go back to some something else, something beyond just my own reasoning. And I had to go to scripture. I had to go to scripture to remember why I'm practicing self-control. And so what the scripture that I thought about, the main one is in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. And it says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? For whom you have received from God, you are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Honor God with your bodies. And that doesn't just mean the outside. It's the inside too. It, it's just honor. How am I honoring God with my body? And at the end of the day, you know, do I want my stomach lining to get worse? Is that going to really damage me? Am I going to live less time? That could potentially be a problem. I have kids. I have a young daughter too. You know, she's only three and a half. I want to live long enough to see her walk down the aisle at least. My goodness. Like I just kept thinking about all those reasons and all those reasons helped me to stay self-disciplined with my protocol. And it was hard. And there were a couple times that I kind of, you know, ate something that I wasn't supposed to, but not because it wasn't necessarily because I was like, oh, I'm just going to eat it. No, it was more like situational but other than those couple times like literally like two times I I was good I was disciplined and you know what I wasn't hungry and you know that's the thing she was like don't let yourself be hungry these are all the things you can eat and she gave me all this stuff like you could eat so it was really my mindset like yes you could eat a lot of things that are not that you know you could be okay your body's gonna be fine so I started feeling better and better and better Oh my goodness, started feeling so much better. So currently I am now in the in the season of reintroducing foods into my body little by little. I'm already seeing some foods that I'm allergic to. So I've already felt some pain and I know that I need to get rid of some things. So this is, I'm still not over this process because I, I am introducing, reintroducing foods to, to kind of check to see what I can't, you know, shouldn't uh, put back into my diet. So I'm still in that process, but the worst part is over. <laughs> the getting rid of all that, that the worst part is over. And, and you know, the beauty of it, I didn't even think I didn't even, it wasn't even the main reason. I lost nine pounds and I've been overweight for a while. I lost nine pounds and I was like, oh my gosh, people are telling me, oh, you look great. I'm like, well, it's something that I'm doing for my gut. It's not, you know, but anyway, at the end of the day, there were um, benefits to it, right? You know, the practicing self-control did bring some good things, you know, and then that was like super encouraging. That has been super encouraging for me. And so, um, you know, this is one, just one example. Obviously, this has to do with your gut, food, all that. And it, it you could think of other examples. And I'm going to give you another one I just did yesterday. You just went through yesterday. So yesterday, I got to come home early from work. Um, I don't really rarely get to do that. I rarely do that. But um, I was able to. And it was so cool because I thought, okay, I really been 
not wanting to, but needing to really clean and um, organize my daughter's room. You know, my daughter, she, she, <laughs> I put something away, she immediately puts it back. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. She just loves a mess. But I've been teaching her, you know, to clean up after herself. I just, you know, it, it she hasn't been consistent with it. And I, I know I personally need to be consistent with, you know, with that, because I would like that with my sons, and they always clean up after themselves. So I think it's just spoiling my third little child. And that's something I got to do a better job at. But with with her room being just such a mess, and just things I needed to also throw away and give away. Um, I hadn't done that in a while. So I had to do a s sort of a reset to her room. <laughs> and I only had about an hour to do this. And I thought actually, I thought I only had half hour, but God bless me with an extra half hour. So that was cool. So within an hour, I was able to do this. But you know what, I'm going to tell you that when I when I first got to the house, I was like, uh, my mind was going with different things I could do instead of doing that because I didn't feel like doing it. I really didn't. And a lot of times when I do like a real big cleaning or I reset my room or something like that, it's because I suddenly feel like it. And, and, it, and, and it's great because you got this adrenaline. You're like, yes, let's do this. And you're pumped. And so you can do it. You could do it probably even faster and quicker because you feel like it. So your emotions are there. But I didn't feel like it. I really didn't feel like cleaning her room. But I knew that I had a very short time span and this was one of the probably the only time in the weekend and maybe even for a while that I could actually do this so I said God I pray God please give me strength please give me endurance please give me clarity of mind help me to do this efficiently and quickly I don't feel like it but I'm gonna do it so I turned on my my music my merengue <laughs> that's what I used to help motivate me to like clean and I started just dancing and cleaning and it was like so good so I was able to actually clean her room and you know what I kept thinking also about just the fact that my daughter deserved this my daughter deserved something nice and organized and clean and I knew that this would help her to also learn organization and also it will help us with our playing time to know with our playtime to know where everything was and not have to look for things you know all the time and play in a mess you know that's not good so oh my goodness when my daughter got home after seeing her room she was so happy like she just she started immediately getting something from you know to play with it so um I said oh my gosh here we go <laughs> she's gonna make a mess again um and then my son comes in my 15 year old and he's like mom just just tell her to clean it up you know after it's just you know don't let her make a mess I'm like you know what son you're right <laughs> so I mean he's just teenagers can be so and they are smart they are let's not underestimate he my my son is amazing he's just he's just so great I'm giving props right now but anyway so I said yeah you're right so you know I started talking to her okay we're gonna clean up afterwards and you know what she did she put that stuff back I, w I even stepped into the kitchen for a moment to get something and and do something for her I think it was creating us making a snack or something anyway I go back and 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 she was finished and she put it back in his place and I was like oh my gosh that's teaching my child discipline. So such lessons that I'm that I'm bringing for, you know, from my life to you, because practicing self discipline and self control can be a beautiful and and blessed thing with so many rewards. And and at first, our minds want to go there with the ah, oh, and the ah, oh, you know, like I talk I, in other episodes about how I how I get up extra early in the morning, like Jesus did. Not that early, though. He, he woke up probably like at three or four. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll get to that. But right now, 
5.30 is good for me, you know, and it used to be 6 o'clock and I changed it to 5.45. Now it's at 5.30 because I, I decided to journal now every day and I'm journaling and I'm journaling my notes and what I'm learning from the Bible. Um, some days I can do the long form journaling. Other days I can I need to only have time to do short form and it's all I really need. It's okay. I can do five minutes of writing. I could do my, you know, 10, 15 minutes of reading depending on what I'm reading and I could just do my five minutes of writing and there you go, 15, 20 minutes on a typical work day that you have your amazing time with God. God. And um, I've been using my my purposeful daily journal that, by the way, is available to you all for free. It's a, something I made and put together with lots of love. So um, go ahead and look at the episode details if you want a copy of that. Um, but it's been so helpful because in there I write what I'm grateful for, uh, what my challenges for the day, why I'm over gonna why I'm gonna overcome it. It's like super motivational. And then the scripture of the day and my decision for the day. And then it has a space where I can just write, free write, just pour everything like brain dump sort of, you know, people use brain dump. I don't really like that word that much, but (laughs) just dumping all your worries and thoughts and whatever, or even just putting a plan together in that space. I love it. I love that. And there's a space that you can just use, you know, for anything you need to. And so anyway, so that, that has, this has been, um, this has been something I've been, you know, that's God put God has put on my heart to share with you because of my experiences over the last I don't know like month and a half or so and also this most recent experience yesterday but also in my everyday walk with God where I wake up every morning half an hour early to make sure I have a good quality time with God that I can take in the word that I can really you know remember it that I can make impact in my life that I'm constantly making you know positive changes so yeah and I want to leave you for the scripture that is super encouraging guys because you know God did not give us a spirit of timidity and oh no I can't do this you know in 2nd Timothy 1 7 it says for God gave us a spirit of not of fear but of power of love and self-control and that holy spirit god in you and me can help us be self-controlled i hope and pray that that encourages you and i pray that this episode has encouraged you and if it has i would love to hear it you know you can leave me a review on on uh, apple you can write there some comments about what you love most of this about this episode i would love to hear that you can leave me a rating on Spotify as well if you're listening on Spotify. And also you can um, get in touch with me through either Instagram, uh, I'm on at Driven and Her Purpose, or on Facebook, which I have a group and it's a group that's little by little growing and it's called the Intentional Christian Woman. And in there we can talk and we can chat and I, I put up you know things to talk about and we can comment and you can even comment anonymously because sometimes you know you may want to ask a question or share or ask for prayer uh, if you're going through some kind of season. So feel free to um, join that group. It's also going to, it's also right there in the episode details. So I pray that this encouraged you today, my sister. Uh, know that I love you. Know that God loves you more and know that you are surrounded by a community of believers that are going through very similar challenges and you are never, ever, ever alone. All right, my sister, I love you and I will see you in the next episode.